What's up, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Viking Vibes, the St. Joseph by the Sea High School Experience, a podcast and video series dedicated to all things going on at St. Joseph by the Sea High School. My name is Anthony Rapp, Director of Development over at St. Joe's. Today, we have the privilege of being joined in the studio by none other than Tyler Young. Tyler is not only a graduate of St. Joseph by the Sea High School, but he also is currently the Assistant Athletic Director and also the Director of the Prep Program. So, Tyler, welcome. Thank you for having me. We had you on once before. It was great. And you were talking all about athletics. We had you on with uh, the AD, Rich Bruno. That was great. But today we want to talk about something a little different because you wear many hats over at St. Joe's. So I try to. Before we get into all the things that you're doing over there, give us a little background. So you're class of 2017, correct? Yep. So talk about that, graduating and then coming back. I went to public school for most of my life. And then in 2013, I made the choice to go to St. Joseph by the Sea. It was tough because honestly, at the time, I wasn't really that academically inclined Gotcha. And then um, it happens to all of us. Yeah. My dad felt that Catholic school would be better for me. So that's pretty much you were those kids, huh? Yeah. (laughs) So actually, when I was at IS7, I played baseball. And then for whatever reason, I decided to pick up football. I was a bigger kid at the time. I joined the football program in 2013, and that was probably one of the best decisions of my life. Uh, I didn't really take it serious in the beginning. I I barely played. We didn't have a freshman team like we do now. So it was just JV and varsity. So I was learning, getting used to like the strict regiment of St. Joseph by the Sea. By the time I was a sophomore, I was on the full swing of things. I won JV defensive MVP. And then by my senior year, I was a captain. So I take a lot of pride in that progression where... Yeah, going you know, from where you said you barely cared about it to then being the captain and winning awards. So that's good. Yeah, it was a fun experience. We were one of the... We were the first team to have lights. So that was a cool thing that's when cool. I was there. There's been a lot of improvements since I left. I came back in 2019 to coach under my corona. So it only took a two-year break. That's not that long. No, I had to come back. I was missing something. Football is what brought me back to uh, St. Joseph by the Sea. And thankful for Father Riley for giving me the opportunity to work there full-time. But football is really what brought me back. So as a student, I was coaching at the varsity level. We actually uh, went to the championship in 2019. That was my first and only year that my first year back of coaching. So that was a fun time. We went Many moons ago when I was in C and I played on the football team, I think we were like... I don't know, 0-22. But that's a, that's another story. So good for you that you actually had a, a good program and a good run. I think my senior year, we went 5-3, and three, left, came back. We went 7-1, and one, went to the championship. It's been a bumpy road. We're trying to get back to that point. But we have Coach Baptiste there now who's trying to get us back there. And I think he can. But now it went from a student athlete to coach to now a senior assistant athletic director. Right. It's cool to like climb through. It came different- full circle, right? Yeah. It all came full circle. Yeah, it, it was a pretty, it's a pretty fun ride to see all the different workings from playing to the background of it. There's a bunch of stuff beyond football that I didn't really realize, like the scheduling of buses. That's not fun and cool. Right. But that's what makes you really qualified for the job, though, because you've seen. Yeah, you've I seen feel like I have a pretty angles. good understanding. You've been a player, you've been in the back office, you've been a coach, so you have all of the right tools to be successful. As a fan, I like all sports. You right. know, I, I, wa- I watch pretty much every sport when I get home and now being the assistant AD, I get to actually work with each sport, learn about things I've never known before. And I think that's a really cool thing to me. So talk a little bit about what's the change in the campus been since you graduated till now to today. So my locker room was pretty much like a garage. I was mine too. So yes. I feel that. And I didn't hate it. it was, that's all it was, we knew. It right. was it my was locker good. room. Now they have the student center, which I came back to when I started coaching. I was like, what's this? I think when I was there, you put the shovel in the ground to say that you're building it, yeah. but I didn't know what it was going to become. And now they have wooden lockers with name plates and it's like an actual locker room yeah. now. My weight room is now actually the wrestling arena. So Which didn't even exist. No, we did not have a wrestling arena. 
so, and now they have the fitness center, which is run by Sports Science Lab in that student center. So they have a full blown collegiate style facility. Right. That I wish I had, but I'm I happy wish that, I had it too. Yeah, actually, it's I wish. I'm happy that the kids get to uh, to utilize that. And little known fact, I don't know if or not, but that building, when it was erected, was actually submitted for the Staten Island Chamber of Commerce's Building Awards. It was submitted and I didn't it know won. That. Yeah, and it won. I don't remember what year it was, but that building was actually such that it won out of all the buildings uh, in the borough. Yeah, it's, it's a great spot. Yeah. Beyond the, the locker room and the fitness center, there's a dance studio. Which there's a restaurant. Yeah, you can get <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner at sea. But yeah, our team uses the, the dance studio. We also have our student center, the couches, fireplaces. Right, just like, a place to hang out. Yeah. yeah, just a little place to hang out. So that's a transition of where the building has come and how the facilities have grown. Talk a little bit about your involvement with the prep program and, and what is the prep program, right? So tell us what it is. I inherited the prep program from our colleagues, Mike Consumagno, Jackie Loria. They built this program uh, with the help of our tech department, Steve Amato and all those guys. They built this to give kids the opportunity to learn how to use technology in a high school setting. So, so I'm going to stop you for one second, so just so we can backtrack. C was the first high school in the country to leverage and use iPads as a seamless online learning environment. I think system. my year in 2013 was the first four years of iPad. So there you go. So you know yeah. firsthand. So that's even funnier. So now you actually were the first class to utilize iPads. And now here you are coming back, what is it, eight years later, five years later. Something like that. And now you're putting this technology in the hands of kids. So talk about the rest of the program. I teach them how to use the iPad different ways of, we have Notability, which is an opportunity or a way to take notes, whether you want to type it, handwrite it. You can download textbooks on it so kids don't have to carry textbooks right. in their book no bag. No more, I forgot my book at home, don't yeah. my homework. Yeah, there's no broken pencils. It's, right. it's just, unless you break your fingers. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Other than that. And now you're doing this in the grammar school level, just to be clear. Yes, I go to six different grammar schools to teach them how to use these functions. And I teach them a bunch of different STEM-related things. So I actually bring robotics to their yeah, schools we gotta as talk well. About that. I teach them robotics. I teach them how to use the iPad. And then I give them, like I said, a bunch of different ways. I try to, no matter what high school they go to, I try to give them the tools that they might need to succeed to get to whatever high school. Since COVID, everything moved to remote learning. Right. And a bunch of these grammar schools, I felt, may have been lagged. Like they, they really didn't know how to adjust, but the ones with our iPads- They were ready. They were ready. They had it. The kids were able to do their homework and there wasn't really that much of a delay in their learning because they Used had- Exactly. So the program basically is designed to, to get the technology in the hands of these students because whether it's St. Joe's or any other high school, odds are good, especially now, now we're going to be going into 2024, they're going to be using a device of some sort. Yeah, right? they have to. So we want to make sure that they're going to be well-rounded students no matter where they go to give them the best chance to succeed. Of course. And now, very interesting, because I've had the opportunity to be involved with you a little bit with the robotics, but talk to us about robotics. I actually uh, bring a bunch of different types of robots to these schools. And then eventually, after two years of learning how to use them through seventh and eighth grade, we actually host a massive robotics tournament. Right, which is very cool. We give out awards. These kids practice, like I said, for two years to compete against each other. So it's not like independent schools right. going having their own competition. It's Star it's of the Sea. island-wide competition. Yeah, it's Star yeah. of the Sea going against Sacred Heart, which is on two completely opposite right. sides of Staten Island. Right. And it's funny because some of those kids play sports and they know they're like, oh, I played you in basketball. Now I'm going to beat you in robotics. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And they're cheering. They have like face paint on. It's like a whole, it's almost like, I was not like a studious kid, like I said, but like they treat it like it's a sports yeah, event. Yeah, like and it's a sports event. Right, so I see it, them it, in there yelling, yeah. screaming, running around. Who won uh, last year's tournament? Queen of Peace actually came in first place. And I think that was the first time they ever did it. They've been a part of the program for about 
maybe since it's been started. Very cool. Congratulations to them. Yeah, shout out to them. And that's now that's again like we opened up with. You wear many hats. So that's one role, right? We talked a little bit about the sports world. We're going to go back to sports, but I want to talk about what you do and what you did most recently was you had a field day, right? And I believe this was your idea. It was a great idea to invite all of the schools on the island to a field day. So talk about that. Like I said, I inherited a lot of the ways of the prep program. One of those things was the robotics competition, but I felt that there was tons of students like me when I was that age. Right, who like, didn't want to build a robot. Yeah, I don't care about robots. Gotcha. Listen, I'm in the same boat. I was like, all right, how could I get them involved in some type of competition? Right. So now we host a field day. We had, there's kickball, tug of war, tons of different activities that they could do. And they compete with each other in the same way. And we give them a trophy and right. they get all excited. And again, they compete. They want to get vengeance on what right. they... Yeah, of course. Because it's robotics and then it's the field day after that. And it's cool because, like you said, it's something for everybody. It's not just, you're not pigeonholing the guys that are into technology, and you're not just pushing the, the kids that are interested in sports one way or the other. It's something for everybody that that is making them well-rounded adolescents, right? Because they're still in yep. the seventh and eighth grade, these kids. Exactly. And that's one of the biggest messages of C is to get the full high school experience. On our last talk, we said how some people think that we're really just an academic school, but we're not. We're, right. There's tons of success athletically. So I wanted to bring that to the prep program where you could excel in both ways. Right. And give kids a flavor of what C really is and what it really has to offer. So talk about, you gave us a little background on your football history and on what it was like to play and what it was like to come back. But now talk about being an assistant AD and one of your coaches is actually a former NFL player, which is pretty cool. So talk about that. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool because he has a ton of insight that I would have never gotten to see. So he knows how to get to point A, not B, to point Z. Like he got to the finish line. For He lived the dream right. that some of these kids are aspiring uh, to go to. And I know or have an idea of what it takes to succeed at the high school level, but he brings that extra high school's cool, but right. this is what you need to get to college. At C, we're a college prep school. Right. A lot of people need to realize that you can get scholarships academically, which is great, but you could also get a ton of money based on your play on the field. Of course. So, and if you could do both, is that's even better. You're right. going for free. Yeah, exactly. So he understands that because he did it. I appreciate him in that sense for showing us how to bridge that gap. And I remember when it was announced that he was coming, uh, Trezor Baptiste, mm -hmm. and it was an electric day, right? All the kids came. But talk about now it's a year later, right? Mm -hmm. Not to say that it's fizzled, but in only one year, what does he manage to do with the program? Because he's done great things. It's tough for any student to really learn a playbook because you're going through eight periods of class. Right. And imagine, that's like a ninth period. Yeah, I experienced this because we had a coaching change when I was here. I had two head coaches at my time. And our first year with the new playbook, we had a losing record. My coach got hired in the middle of the offseason there was a, a transition for him. Obviously, he wants to be the coach, but he has to figure out his own life. Yeah, exactly. It was a bumpy road to begin with, but by the second year, we were able to learn, and we had a winning record our senior year, so that was a fun time. But Coach Baptiste was able to get that winning record year one. Like, he hit the ground running. Right. So I think as the competitor in him, he wanted to he he wants to win a championship. Yeah, he always wants the championship. But, but the fact that we were, like, competing right. that quickly... I think was tremendous. This is his year two. This is his full, he has a full off season with these kids. So I'm excited to see his next step with us. And now we, we alluded to it before, but C always gets the rap of being academically strong and collegiate and college prep. It is all of those things and it should be all of those things. But the reality is that it's also a powerhouse when it comes to athletics. So talk 100%. about talk about some of the, the wins last season, that some historic moments have been made. I know we've spoken about it offline, but tell us some of the highlights in the sports world. Our boys soccer team, they made it to the championship. 
So it's either we are a championship program or we are in the championship. Right. Soccer always does great. Girls soccer always does great. Football, like I said, we're trying to get back to that championship level. We have an archery range for our archery team. They're nine-time champions consecutive. Wild. We have a tennis program. Our baseball team won the championship in 2021, and they're constantly... It's hard to win consecutive championships. Yes, of course. So our varsity won in 2021. Our JV has won it three years in a row. That's amazing. So they're a top-notch team. We actually just got a new scoreboard for them. That was pretty cool. Same thing with softball. Made it to the States. They won the state. We had our girls' basketball team win the Federation, which, like we spoke about in the last episode, that's pretty much all of New York State. And that's not just a Catholic. That's public. Right. That's a big deal. North, South. We had a goat. We slept over at Albany. Right. Like, it was like a whole trip. And we won it all. So that was cool. And we got a Jake's winner, right? From we have a Jake's winner. On the boys' side, we were one game away from winning the Island Championship. But Christian Greeley, yeah, he had a, a heck of a season winning the Jake's Award. He's the second winner of that award on the male side with Mr. Testaverde. Props to him for that. Flag football, I can't forget them because they built that program from the ground up and they're pioneers of the league. They're two-time champions. The league's only been alive for two years. Wow. So you got all these kids like we've had on the show already. We've had the privilege of talking to uh, Miss Christina Mulia uh, and Matthew Sacosta. Those are kids that got, I think, upwards of 60 college credits while in high school. And now they're going to Notre Dame, one of the top universities in the country. And that's great. But now we're also coming full circle and seeing that in addition to being an academic powerhouse, it's also a real hub now for Act for Athletics. And people need to know that C is a place for both athletics and academics, and you could do both successfully and succeed. I probably had like an 85 average at C, and I That's graduated right. with 30 credits. That's a full year of college. Wow. Okay. If you're an athlete trying to play at the next level, you're going to have 7 a.m. practices, go to class, go to lift, right. go to practice, and then have a night class. So imagine coming to C, and you only have to take two classes a semester because you took 30 credits. While you were in C. Yeah, so yeah. you could focus more on your sports because you loaded your C schedule with college classes. A lot of kids don't realize that right. because they don't really understand it, but it's a massive tool. It's a right, something that, that once they realize, once they get to junior and senior year, I feel like they figure it out. Freshman and sophomore, they're still walking around. But, but once they understand, and more importantly, once the parents understand, because for parents, it translates into dollars, which that's important, right? Families, yeah. families are, are able to save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in college tuition because the kids are getting such uh, an amazing education and a leg up while they're in the halls of C. So that's very important to note as well. So we, we're talking about sports. We spoke about the prep program. I'm trying to think because you do so much stuff. There's also the what we like to call the roadshow. The open house for C every year is in October, and I encourage anyone who's listening or watching to go to josephc.org to register for that open house to make sure you get in there. But part of promoting the open house is going school to school and physically showcasing what C has to offer. So talk a little bit about the roadshow. Yeah, so at the end of the day, this is a Catholic school, and it's not like a public school where you're zoned to go there. So we do have to do a little bit of, hey, this is what we have. It's worth taking the trip. During the school year, I'll take a couple hours of my day to go to some of these other grammar schools to enlighten them, to see things that they wouldn't see unless they came here. And some kids, right. like in the last episode, Mr. Bruno said that when you drive past C, it's just a white building. Right. It looks boring. But when you go into our backyard, it's like a college facility. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of students who wouldn't know that unless someone physically showed them. Right. So I, I, I take pride in going out and giving the kids an experience that I had, even though it'd be significantly better than right. we talked about before. And to your credit, this year, come September, is going to be the 
highest enrollment of freshman students since I think I was there. And that was a big class. So I think it's doing great part to what you're doing with both the roadshow, we'll call it, and the prep program and everything else that's involved there. So congratulations yeah. to you and good work. Thank you. So credit to Father Riley for constantly renovating the building and adding classrooms because I think he doesn't want to take away that Catholic education from anyone. Right. Obviously, there is a cutoff at some point. He's doing the best he can to take as many students as he possibly can and thank him for putting all that improvement into letting that happen. So talk a little bit about what's going on right now. So right now, this is being filmed. It's, we're in August, so school's about to open in about four to six weeks, somewhere in there. And if you drive by it now, it looks like a war zone. So yeah, talk about yeah. what's going on. The front lawn is half ripped up, but right. that's because... Again, there's so many people coming in. He's building another parking lot. And it's going to look pretty. I promise if you're driving past it, it's going to look a lot better. Hopefully, you see this late and you already know that it's pretty. Right. He's adding two more classrooms and another girls' locker room because of how many girls are playing sports. And the girls are killing it. Right, which is fantastic. He's adding another girls' locker room. Again, it's going to be exactly the other one. Wooden lockers, name plates. It's going to be exactly the same. No one's getting shortchanged in that sense. We just have to do it because right. of how many people are coming. And we, but there, I'm going to interrupt you for one second. There is a different way to do this, and it's important that we note the way that Father's doing it because it could just be we don't have the room, or we're not able to finance it, or well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of excuses that could be made. However, to your point earlier, Father doesn't take any approach like that. Father says if we have an additional hundred girls that need lockers, we're going to build it. Mm -hmm. If we have an additional hundred kids coming in this freshman class. We're going to make an additional 100 parking spots to accommodate them exactly. when they're seniors. So yeah. there's a lot to be said about the way the school is engineered and the way it operates. Mm -hmm. And some other things that we're adding as well. We completely redid our basketball court. There's actually a new logo. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it Beautiful. yet. I did see it. Looks it, nice. It's, it's like a presidential seal in the middle, yeah. it feels. But So that was pretty cool. We're getting an extension to our cafeteria. Talk about that. Same problem. We need to... F everyone's got to eat. Right. And there's only a certain amount of, of seats. So he is taking part of the patio off to completely extend the the dining hall now right. and that'll be uh, ready by September. So that that that's a cool thing. He's completely redoing the hallways to make it have that wood finish like right. everything else. We have that baseball facility. Well, it's not a baseball facility. Anyone could really use it, but it's going to have multi-purposes, but that's going to be starting very soon. Right. We've been talking about it for a while, but now it's... Well, it some seems... things, don't forget, there's regulations, there's city limits, yeah, there's, there's permits. Yeah, there's some laws so some and things, stuff. Right, some things you can't just build. You, yeah. you got to go through the proper channels. But yeah, that was coming up as well, and Rich Bruno alluded to that when we had him on an episode in the past. So what's the most exciting thing you're looking forward to in this coming school year? I want to see this baseball facility... It's an athletic facility, right. but I know that we're going to have batting cages in it because, like I said, our baseball program, I think they really deserve it. They're constantly uh, doing well on the field, but in the classroom, they're a really good group of kids, and it's something that no one else has. Right. Um, Another C first. Yeah. Which is great. So I'm sure some people will try to mimic it, but it, it's cool to be pioneers. And like I, I said before, with some of our programs, some of our teams, we like to be the first. We like to give kids an opportunity to do things that they might not have. because Get them out of their comfort zone. Yeah, because once you become an adult, you really can't play sports and play games. Right. And you can, but it's not the same. It's over. Yeah. yeah. So, you're old like me and it's not fun. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm excited for. And I, I want to see what other championships we have coming along because, like I said, there's always at least five. Which is amazing because, again, like we said, C always gets the accolades for the academics, but sometimes it takes a backseat to athletics. And the mm -hmm. reality is that we are at the forefront of athletics, both from a facility standpoint and from a winning standpoint, based on all the numbers and W's that you've been telling me about and that Coach Bruno and you told us about on 
last episode. So it's phenomenal to hear. And before we leave, is there anything that you think you'd like to share with either incoming students who may be looking to come to St. Joe's or parents that might be listening or watching? So we have our tours and that's run by me. And I'm not really sure who's going to be doing the girls tours because Mrs. Laurie will be away for a little bit. But we do have tours set up from September to pretty much the beginning of November. That gives you an opportunity to see all the things that we're talking about. Right. And it's not really like a shadow day. Some schools have shadow days where you follow a student, but like you only see what that student sees. Exactly. When And you don't want to sit there and watch and listen to math class. It's not important. No. So... When I give you the tour, you see everything. I mean, obviously, I'll sit you down in the classroom to see what it's like. I want to make sure you see all the things that we touched upon. Make sure you sign up for one of those tours because they fill up pretty quick. Right. And you can learn more about those tours, see the facilities, do all these things at josephc.org. You're able to make an appointment for the tours that Tyler's going to run. And how can parents or potential students reach out to you? What's your email address? It's youngt at josephc.org. So Y-O-U-N-G-T at josephc.org. Perfect. So if anybody listening, watching, seeing this on social media, if you want to reach out to Mr. Young, you could shoot him an email. Otherwise, we encourage you all to go to the website, josephc.org. I'm going to encourage everyone watching and listening to follow and subscribe to Viking Voices. And of course, check out the website at josephc.org for any additional information that you need regarding St. Joseph by the Sea High School. We'll see you next time.